This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, July the 5th, 2022, episode 390. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome into another edition of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. My name is Nick Craig. You can give me a follow on various social media platforms and check out my website, nickcraig.com, where you can check out my daily Wilmington's Morning News podcast. And of course, if you miss any portion of the program, you can head on over to infectionpodcast.com. Of course, I can't be on this ship alone. Joining me as he does each and every week from, is it Mordor? Is that where Skyrim takes place, Brian? No, it's that, not, I don't think it's Mordor. Isn't that <laughs> it's something Mordor, more? Lord of the Rings? Mordor is Lord ne- of the Rings. I've never seen any of it. <laughs> but from uh, from Skyrim, uh, Brian with an eye, well, Aldrich. Yeah. Hello. Brian. I mean, it's called, isn't it? It's, Skyrim is the kingdom, right? That's actually a I, I don't know. Skyrim. <laughs> but Tamriel. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like uh, Tamriel's a place in there. There's a bunch of places. What the hell's I, Mordor then? That's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh. That's the, whole, the two different worlds. Not the same thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to find me, I consider myself uh, an expert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Sounds like it. <laughs> if, if you want to find me at uh, Brian Aldridge on Gab, Parlor Getter, uh, Truth Social, or Boise Computer on Twitter, um, you can check out my blog, biteoftech.com, or if, make sure you go to our website, infectionpodcast.com, because on the right hand side, we got our link to our discords, and we have a uh, 11 ARC servers going right now. So that's a place where if you're interested in ARC and you want to play, for instance, the new map that just came out, uh, jump into our Discord and then jump into the ARC cha- uh, general channel. There's a lot of people that are uh, that are playing on there. If you want to catch the video forms of the podcast, you can do that through Twitch, YouTube, BitChute, and DLive. Uh, and those are live and after-the-fact recordings. Also, we have our audio forms, but those are uploaded after the show is done. So if you're looking to catch us live, you need to do, the, do that through a video link. But if you are going to be listening after the fact, you can then go to the episode notes for that particular episode, and we'll have links to various articles, whatever we referenced that uh, previous week uh, or during the show, then it's going to be in there. So if you're listening, you can follow along with the video links, you can follow along with documents and things that we reference throughout the show. Uh, If you want to go, uh, if you want to support us, there is a support option up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support where Prime Gaming subs and Humble Bundle and all those things uh, add up over time. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Glad you're uh, back in action, Brian, after uh, last yes, week. So much better. Uh, yeah, absolutely. How'd you, how'd you have a nice, uh, nice 4th of July and nice independence day? Yeah. Uh, so we were getting nervous about the baby coming. So we, we didn't end up going to her, my, my wife's uh, parents' house. And so her mom came here instead, just because we had, you know, she was having contractions all the day before. Mm. And so we weren't sure if, the baby was going to come on 4th of July or what? Oh, that would have been cool. Uh, yeah. And so we just, we stayed lo- uh, close. Everything went smoothly and she, she's still doing pretty good. So we are close though. It is coming up. Uh, the baby will be here before. I mean, especially with week, in- week increments of shows. There are a limited number of shows that are going to happen before the baby's here. So. Yes. Start your betting odds now in the chat. Uh, you can gamble <laughs> yeah. your cans with the infection pot. I'm sure he'd, he'd, oh, be yeah, happy to, he'd be happy to take your money. 
Um, <laughs> all right, Brian, let's uh, let's get into a couple of things here to get started off. Um, I'm super excited about this. I don't know why, um, but I want to talk about Microsoft and about the Xbox yeah. uh, streaming app. We covered this mm-hmm. uh, three weeks or so ago, maybe four weeks, two or three weeks ago. We covered this story yeah. about this big announcement that Microsoft uh, was actually uh Three episodes ago, it was back on uh, 387, the Xbox announced that they were bringing their Game Pass streaming, and this is something we've been talking about for a while, directly to a smart television. A limited number, a limited set, the 2022 Samsung whatevers uh, that they're going to be available on. And it was a June the 30th release date, so it was only a couple weeks after the announcement, and of course that date has come and gone so i've got two different videos here the first one i believe is microsoft's official trailer and then the second one is a youtube video from uh just a guy that has one of these smart tvs and he just goes through a little bit of the process so let's play the trailer we'll come back and then i want to play a couple minutes of that video just to kind of look at the process it's rather interesting so uh, here is the microsoft trailer for the xbox game pass on samsung smart tvs Now we're going to get a copyright strike. <laughs> I know, that's how it always works. Yeah, it's fine. So pretty self-explanatory there. Um, yeah. you know, what you're looking at is this idea of using your smart television as the vessel for some of this to take place. With um, whatever controller you wanted is what, it, what I saw in there as well, which kind of takes away the whole need for an Xbox controller. You could use a PlayStation controller on the Xbox if you wanted to, uh, if you're more comfortable with that type of controller. Yes, and that is exactly um, what this does. So next up here is a video that was published a couple of days ago by a a YouTuber known as uh, BoardAtWork.com. That's the name of his YouTube channel. Um, I want to play this, and we can kind of talk in and around it. Um, He shows the process on his Samsung Smart TV. That is for uh, the console, while the one that just says Xbox is for Xbox Game Pass. So jumping into that, it's going to load into it. Now there is a quick setup process and also a process to pair your controller. Uh, once you fold- so stop, so look at right there. You've got Xbox controller, PlayStation DualSense slash DualShock Four, Amazon Luna, which I presume that's their Fire TV uh, controller that you can buy. I have one. I, yeah, I have one of those. I'll have to look. I, I mean, I have an Amazon controller. It's got that's got uh, whether be that's. Luna, yeah, and I haven't really had a use for it, but it does have some unique, different. It's kind of like the uh, Steam one in how it, it just had some very unique things on it, you know, with the, the thumb pads and everything that you slid your finger around. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a normal controller. Yeah, so you've got that, um, and then other controllers, whatever that means. Well, the steps and I have the Steam one as well. Very, so. 
We could I try don't and... see the Steam one on the list, uh, at a, but I yeah. guess assume it's if it's a Bluetooth controller, it'll work. It's a, yeah, if with other, I'm just wondering if the, if you could load all kinds of generic ones. Yeah, probably. Easy and straightforward. Uh, but once we get in, you can see we're going into Xbox Game Pass. It's basically loading in. The loading process takes a probably say about 30 seconds in total. Uh, this is still cloud gaming beta, uh, and you're introducing to the Xbox Game Pass. So right here at this point, again, this is running directly on the Samsung Smart TV. Um, you're met yep. with what is the equivalent to the Xbox Game Pass um or you know the Xbox Game Pass screen that you get on your Xbox when you uh, yeah. load up the Game Pass app. Uh, you can see the games that this guy had recently played, um, as well as some other options like his avatar in the upper right hand corner um, and and things of that nature. I'm gonna cut away from that for a second so I can fast forward to um, actually getting into a game. The first game he played was uh, uh, some teen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, uh, like kind of 2D game. So so let's look yeah. at a, a Forza, which is obviously one of the big Microsoft exclusives. This is Shredder's Revenge, which is some... I don't know if this is a new game or an old game that's available. And I look at something like, for instance, when the new GTA 6 comes out, yeah, it's going to be very difficult for them to pull it off on the current hardware where there's such a limit on the hard drive space. And there, and for the performance, I think that here, there's not a limit on performance to any kind of console. They yeah, can provide zero. you with the experience that you need to play that game exactly how it's meant to be played. So if GTA 6, if they're t tuning it down for consoles... Well, that's not even something they have to do because if you go play the PC of any GTA game and then you play the console version, there's a huge difference graphically of what you can do between those two devices. Yeah. Now, this is listen to this. Xbox One X. Now you can see the clear difference in quality. Uh, this, of course, is 4K, uh, 4K 120 as opposed to 1080p. I think they're trying to aim for 60 there. Uh, not measured it, but giving you an idea of what it would look like against your console very different much more fidelity you can see um, all around you and if i press my home button i don't quit i actually can go home into my main xbox menu so i uh, just turned on the audio there obviously there is a difference no question about it that playing the game locally at, at this i think what he just mentioned is um you know 4k 120 which is i guess what the series x can do or whatever versus 1080p 60 you know via the internet at four or five megabits a second whatever the, the the quality of the stream is most definitely a difference right no question about it forza yeah. looked and more than playable this is halo infinite oh, yeah. looks more than playable as well obviously it's a video capture of a screen because there's no device to record on uh because it's and i think it'll TV change itself. over time too i think it's going to improve it absolutely just like netflix streaming has improved over the past 15 years uh, the same thing with this. I think there's a lot of codecs and things that are going to improve to where they're going to be able to stream and they'll probably make changes in how hardware works and some, you know, communication standards. They'll probably make it to where this works perfectly and th there's minimal difference. Just like when you watch a Netflix show, are you seeing artifacting and are you, you know, are you seeing anything 
when they render it down to the screen size that you're using, anything that indicates to you that it's not clear, well, that's possible through this, but it just depends how much hardware they want to throw at each individual connection. And I think right now they're kind of playing it safe. Um, you know, at some point, I would assume they'll keep turning that up to where it is close to a near physical version of the game to where you're, they're not tuning it down or, you know, not rendering it all the way on high or ultra settings, because I think that's more of probably what it is. Yeah. So that's a little demo of it. There'll be a link in the uh, show notes on our website, infectionpodcast.com. The whole video is about nine minutes and he explains a little bit about it. Um, apparently that uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game Shredder is, is apparently new, relatively new. Um, so that's another you know, it looks new like the old ones. Yeah. Well, well, it's yeah, but it's also another it's also another new game pass, another new game that's already on Game yeah. Pass streaming the games apparently been out about a month or so. Um, so interesting to see uh it's it's a very small market to start these are very expensive televisions at least for right now that yeah. are available um it will be interesting to see if other models and other markets come online for this um but yeah. from the nine minute video i watched which is about four, five or so minutes worth of gameplay um it looks it looks great i mean it looks exactly yeah. what you would expect it to look like compared to streaming it on the xbox um, or streaming it on something else, um, you know, trying to game. So it'll be interesting to see well, where it goes. And, and that's the thing is, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking at also some things they announced. I think we had talked a little bit about this, but now it's official. They're going to be adding the keyboard and mouse support to the Xbox cloud gaming. So it's also kind of, it's a very much a replacement for any kind of a PC if you're a person who likes to keyboard and mouse uh, any type of game. Uh, one thing that we were talking about you know, talking about how it wasn't quite the same between the hardware versus the stream version. Uh, in here, they talk about direct capture, uh, which is a feature that they're starting to implement. Then, you know, they're changing uh, the APIs and everything with Microsoft to accommodate this because they see this as the future. Well, they and are so Microsoft, they have right? direct capture. Hmm? They are Microsoft. Sorry, what right? you say? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the, but, the, but they're they're making very big changes to the operating system and drivers and things like that to make it to where they can get these improved latency for these stream games. Um, because what they're, you know, they're saying that they should be able to reduce latency by up to 72 milliseconds just by using direct capture. And that's huge. Like that's huge to yeah. reduce latency by 72 milliseconds is, I don't even, I don't know what the, no, I don't know what the percentage would be. Cause I don't know what the overall is, but that is a well, yeah. significant amount of latency. A very, very big change. Yeah, exactly. So things like that are going to make it to where then there won't be that side by side comparison of people saying, Oh, look what it looks like on a hardware device. <laughs> it looks like, look, look at what it looks like on streaming. Now that they haven't got HDR support in there. So if you're going to compare side by side, you would notice right away that, you know, there may be a visual difference because it doesn't have HDR enabled, uh, but that's something that, you know, once they get that put in, I think they're gonna. Ha they're trying to make it to where they don't have to make a hardware device for an Xbox, and they'll still have the service be strong, with whatever new game comes out. And I think that's that's definitely the way to go. And I think it's I think it's gonna work. I mean, you know, that is very playable for your average player. And uh, I think that that's not good enough for Microsoft. I think they're gonna keep pushing it until it's near perfect. Yeah, all roads as of right now indicate that um, that is the direction that we are heading. Um, so yep. now we uh, now we wait and see what the adoption looks like and if any other uh, brands and manufacturers jump on board. So uh, again, if you want to watch the full video, um, there are other videos online. Unfortunately, they're from like gaming 
outlets and blogs, which I don't yeah. care about. This guy was just some random, you know, not a random YouTuber. I mean, he's got like half a million subscribers, but not somebody that is IGN or PC gamer who had yeah. videos out. Just some guy shooting yep. a, at his TV. So cool. All right. Well, do you want to talk about some uh, Bethesda news? Kind of keep sure, in the Microsoft realm for here for a second. So first of all, uh, Microsoft's game studio boss said that there's not going to be any more crunching at Bethesda. Uh, now, I think X to doubt. this is, <laughs> well, I, I mean, really what it's going to come down to is them putting just a bigger buffer on the far side of the project. Uh, and so there's not going to be the crunch because, you know, the date that you're going to possibly get the game in your hands is going to be pushed out a month or two at least. And so, that's the difference. Uh, you know, they viewed it as it's not worth Kotaku writing about you for stupid reasons. Uh, and they claim that, that there's a change in culture now. But, okay, but there's a but there's a problem here. Um, inherently, if I said, hey, Brian, we're going to develop a game. How long is it going to take us? And you say, Nick, it's going to take six months to do it. And I say, all right, let's yeah. give ourselves seven months or eight months to develop the game. Then we get to month five of the process and we have run into a huge snafu, a huge problem that we did not anticipate because again, this is you've got in some of these cases, like a studio like Bethesda, you've got literally hundreds of programmers working on every yep. single different element from very, you know, huge things to from world design to yep. things that are not as big, but just as important, like ambient noise, like the sounds of yeah. you walking on gravel and, 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 you know, pulling out a gun or pulling out a weapon, things like that. You've got such a swath of people that inherently bottlenecks do happen. Problems yep. are run into roadblocks show up. So then this isn't done inherently. I don't think they say, Hey, Brian, you know, you ask me the question again, Nick, how long is it going to take to develop a game? I say six months. You say, all right, we're done in four. I don't think that's what's going on. I think no. you plan with the best information you have at the start. And then as you yep. get down the road, um, you realize that maybe this isn't the way. What I'm afraid we're going to run into, Brian, is no longer talking about release dates until we're about a month or two or two months out from a game. Is this just going to be, yep. you know, 2022 2023 or summer 2024 and then all in and that gives them so much leeway which again i'm not saying there's a problem with you trying to give yourselves leeway but i don't know how you, you're at the end of the day there is still a deadline their game will still yeah. have to launch at some point so there will be some yep. level of crunch at least but i, th from I what, think what from they're how doing, i understand it well and here here was the quote from him saying you know crunch culture is if you go back 10 years ago um, it's a little unfair to put that on uh, one studio, Booty said. He said it was just part of the industry. I don't say that to justify it. I'm not, I'm just saying it was part of the culture of the industry. I literally slept under my desk early in my career and we looked at that like a badge of honor. You know, so that, and they say that's not happening, you know, from, from talking to the leadership and everything, it's not happening now. And so they're confident that it's not happening but that used to be the thing. And remember, I talked a week or two ago and about this exact same thing, saying there's people just because they want to be able to say that they worked for the Bethesda or did this project for the Bethesda that are willing to do all kinds of things because they view it as a career move. Okay, well, that's what it is. I mean, if they can, if they can really deliver big and people and get awards for, you know, best sound design on, uh, you know, a Skyrim or something, that's huge for your career. 
Yeah. And are you willing to put in a little extra time for that? Well, some people are. And if you're taking away that option, how are you going to find those superstars that have the ability to do amazing things in game design when you're making everybody follow all the same watered down rules? I'm just being honest. When you're not allowing them to really shine and, and someone letting them put in the extra hours if they really, because it's not all about the, the, their bosses saying it has to be just like this. Some of those people are perfectionists or they want to make a name for themselves, so they're willing to put in extra time to make sure they deliver exactly what they envision, not what their boss envisions or what they think the player's envisioning. Uh, I just I think that it's kind of unfair to do that to them and not give them the option to do this if they want to, because you're saying, oh, you're not allowed to work overtime on a game that you're, you know, for some people, this is passion. You know, what they're doing is, pa they're very passionate about. Uh, I don't, I just, I don't see... They keep trying to frame it as such a negative thing, and I I'm not a big fan of forced, uh, you know, crunch where it's just kind of guaranteed that it's going to be crunched and there's no way that you can get around that. Um, but I don't think you should take away the option of them staying if they want to work extra hours on the project. They have the ability to just don't make any of it required. Now they're worried that it'll, I think it'll become a, a bullying thing of an expectation or you know something like that. That's that's the culture that you have to work against. That's, that's, you know, you don't cut it off at the knees and say you can't do anything. You just, you look at what's the negative aspects of it and you prevent those things from happening rather yeah. than saying oh, the whole thing is bad. Yeah. I, I still, I still have my, my questions about this. I, I'm, I'm, I believe personally from looking at this article, this is more of a PR stunt than anything else, because at the end of the day, you are still going to say our game is released, releasing on November 18th. 2023 or 2022 and that is our deadline that is when the game needs I just to think be done titles will come get... in six months later than they would have before here's I think the that's thing pretty though. much what's going to happen well and but but how how much buffer was put in there before i don't think we truly know that what if they're no, already I, I, I think they put what it down already... to, to a month what but but what i don't know if we have any evidence to prove that what if it was already six months brian and this stuff is still not coming out on time because of all because of the problem that's just Poor management. Maybe Microsoft's confident. Yeah, maybe Microsoft's confident in how they run their teams that it's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. I think because a lot of it comes down to poor time management because uh, most of those people crunching is because they didn't finish it. <laughs> That's why they're crunching is because they didn't finish well, it in the time by the deadline that they agreed that they would finish it by. All yeah, that happened. Well, and also you talk about project management. How much was it? All right, this is a you know we're we're running into a roadblock here. Let's just move on from it. We'll we'll get back to it at the end, and then you get bogged down with so many other tasks that six weeks before launch, now you have to figure out the issue that stumped you eight months ago. Um, yeah. and you know, how much of it is that? And you might be right. Maybe this is a maybe this is a leadership thing because again, I I don't think that anybody. I don't think anybody truly enjoys. Now, I will say there is an element of crunch that is adrenaline inducing, and if you're a good mm -hmm. worker, is 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 great. Uh, some people thrive in that environment. I'm I tend to yeah. thrive pretty well in high pressure or crunch situations. I don't think you'd want to do it every day for five months. In the terms of game development, you'd probably kill yourself. Um, I just I, I don't. I need to see it first. I need to see what exactly well, the, what, what I need to see what this means because you can say it because again, as you mentioned, you know the Kotaku ridiculous Kotaku articles and everything mm -hmm. like that. But what what does this mean for Bethesda? What does this mean for their new games? And what does this mean for the employees? I, we don't have well, answers to any of those questions. Well, and I think the other but the other thing that you will either it'll, it'll either be that the things will be pushed out or features will be dropped. 
things that they would have included previously will no longer be developed. Or, you know, they'll say, we'll develop that afterwards. And okay, there, then maybe they will, maybe they won't. There's a probably a higher chance that they won't develop something after, you know, unless it's a main feature. Uh, but I, you know, the, I think the, the automatic reaction will be, all right, well, if we can't finish that by the deadline, then cut it, cut it back or drop it. What well, if they are not putting big buffer windows in there? Well, so expect that in games too. expect it to where if, if you don't expect them to crunch at all, any of the departments to crunch, then that means some people won't deliver on what there's, what they're trying to give to the producers. I, I agree with you. Um, and that has its own um, that has its own problems within itself. Yeah, because well, now you now you're <laughs> dealing with well now you're dealing with with complaints from you've got you know you've got two customers as yeah. Bethesda you've got your internal customers and your external customers your employees and your vendors and everybody like that and then your out outside customers your the people that are buying your product so. You have now done this to benefit your internal customers, which is great. You should take very good care of them. But how much do you put that burden on your now external customers that at the end of the day are the ones that are allowing you to have those internal customers in terms of revenue, profit, and, and sales? That That is, those two things cannot be different there has to be some correlation between those at least from well a look point. at look at ubisoft if you look at the ubisoft trailers what they're famous for is they will create the theatrical trailer that they put out before mm. the game is is finished yeah um and then you get to where then people will go and make youtube videos of going to the exact same scene on the, pro the one that made it to production that has been you know delivered and they're nothing alike you've got You've got on the the original ones. They've they've got super high detail. Reflections are perfect. The crowd's super full. Uh, and then you get to what they actually ended up delivering to to uh, to the producer of the game. And it there's practically you know kind of same thing as what Cyberpunk ended up doing. You know you have what they kind of envisioned and all the super full world and then what it really was. Uh, that's what most of those Ubisoft games are. And it's, you know, they have what they could deliver you if they had as much time in the world. And that's pretty much that cutscene video. And then they have what they had time for, which is what you ended up getting in your, in your game. Uh, and I, I think it's very common. And so I, that's, that's my concern is, you know, we accept a certain amount of that. Uh, but I don't, I don't want to have it to where now we just don't get games that look really polished, you know, except for from a couple studios. I like the fact of getting a game and, Feeling there's a lot of detail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so. this is a perfect example. This is, you know, if they had time to tune the performance and get all this stuff going, they could deliver you a, uh, you know, a, a world in the game that looks just like that. But it comes down yeah. to time. It, well, exactly. And it, yeah, well, which which means it comes down to resources because that's what time is. Time and, and, and time money, time, yeah. Yeah, and and time is a measure of, of resources and what you've got available. Um, yeah. I, I just don't, and again, I hate to keep beating this dead horse, Brian, but without any sort of explanation about what has changed at Bethesda, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. Because yeah, you're talking I, about I having think it's this, a lot. I think it's well, I think with the, the yeah, and the bold, the, that's the thing is I think the Kotaku writers and people like that, that are sitting there giving their opinion of what another industry does. You know, it'd be the same as, as the person who's making the games coming and telling Kotaku, well, I don't like how you write articles. 
you think Kotaku's going to really care? They'll be like, well, you don't understand anything about writing articles. Well, why don't the people that are the developers that are looking at Kotaku, why can't they say, well, you guys don't know anything really about game development? Just because you play games doesn't mean you actually know anything about them. <laughs> right? That I mean, it's, it's the same sense, thing bro. back and forth. I just, it's kind of silly. You look at, what they write about and what they get mad about you know sure there are things that are were unhealthy and are unhealthy in the industry but have you looked at what's going on lately have you looked at just the the nut jobs and and the craziness of what you can and can't say (laughs) and you know it's it's just that we accept as normal but you know we don't want to have people doing crunch on a project hard to argue (laughs) it's it's kind of it's just crazy so uh so that we'll see uh of course how that changes, uh, will we see an effect on games? I think, as you said, it'll be over time. Uh, one thing that happened here in the past, I think it was a, within the past week, Spellbreak developers. That There's a game called Spellbreak. That was purchased by Blizzard, and they ended up shutting down that Battle Royale because they're going to have them all working on World of Warcraft development, which is kind of surprising because hmm. World of Warcraft's new... Um, expansion is coming out later this year. So I really don't think they're firing a team within the past week to have them start working on development on a game that's supposed to be out in six months or less. So it's got to be the other projects with World of Warcraft, which obviously means that they don't intend on shutting down. You know, they, they Kotick got re, renewed. And I mean, you've got all these things happening that doesn't seem to fall in line with all the things we've heard over all these blogging platforms. You know, they haven't talked a lot about World of Warcraft, but they sure are doing stuff with it. They're putting out new expansion and, you know, bringing in, making bigger teams. Uh, So this, uh, this, I I didn't play the other games, so I can't really say whether this is a loss. Um, Obviously, they didn't feel like it had enough players if they shut it down, but they liked the work of the, of the employees. So, uh, so they got, they got uh, taken over. And so another one, is the Overwatch 2. I, I saw something from PC Gamer, and I wanted to get your opinion on the snake. Oh, uh, so, sure, Brian. <laughs> Overwatch Please. 2 removed hostile architecture from new map at fan request. What do you think a hostile architecture means? Um, hostile architecture. Um, yes. Did it was it a uh, certain development style? Was it a Russian? Uh, that's the big thing. Was it Russian? Uh, was it based after Russian architecture? No, or surprisingly, nothing to do with Ukraine. Okay, Russia well, um, um, uh, that's, I don't know. That would be my guess. Is something Russia or, or, or geopolitical related. So in, in a train station type of place, okay, they have a, a bench with oh. armrests. Yes. They view the armrests as hostile. Do you know why? Uh, uh, why? Because people are too fat to sit in them? No, because homeless people can't sleep on that bench. Are you shitting me? That, they see, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> so this is why this is why they removed the armrests from the Overwatch 2 bench. You know what's pretty funny is... In so the homeless men- Overwatch 2 people can, can sleep yeah. on them. You know what's pretty... Yeah, the homeless people that are, have all of their discretionary cash to spend $70 on Overwatch. How about they, why don't they just make the game free? I know because that that how's the whole <laughs> I mean, thing to play? I, yeah, and they also should provide them with internet, you know, just to make it fair for everyone. Don't you love the byline for this article? A small change, but a welcome one. Yeah, I mean, 
First of all, my <laughs> wife and I were talking about this. We're, we're driving today, and I, I kind of asked her about this. And we drove, we drove past a bench in Boise that had armrests on it. Yeah, every, every and, city puts those in so homeless people don't sleep on them and loiter. And she's like, well, there's nice grass right next to the benches. Why don't they lay on the comfortable grass instead of trying to lay on a metal bench? Uh, you know, but here, and she said, those are not made for sleeping on. They are made for citizens to sit on and to, you know, take it easy and relax for a little bit, not for sleeping. Those are not beds. And but here in Boise, see, there's plenty of places to sleep, not on a but, park bench. But let me, but, but I think it's important to look at some of the, um, some of the, the, the context here, because I, I do, Brian, you know, contrary to what people think about me, you know, I'm some crazy, uh, you know, r racist, misogynistic bigot because of uh, my daily job. Um, but I generally do try to understand where people are coming from. So I, I, I like to have a well-rounded view and it's, it helps me when I'm making points and trying to articulate things. Um, yeah. So the person that was all pissed off about this is somebody uh, that is part of Watchpoint Pride, which is an. Listen to this. This is how this is how small of a community we're talking about. This Watchpoint Pride group has eighteen hundred followers on Twitter, and it is an LGBTQ plus content creator network for the Overwatch community. Mm hmm. An incredibly narrow group of individuals to start. So this person, yeah. this clear together person who has 2,000 followers on Twitter, um, who creates stuff for this and is also part of the Overlore podcast, a podcast account that has 100 followers on Twitter, um, was tweeting about this. And this is the tweet from, let me make sure I get the pronouns correct. Um it does not say uh, she and she slash her. So she slash her, by the way, she's the same age I am. So that's great. Um, but this is the tweet about this is the tweet about this event that took place or rather these benches. Thank you so much to the Overwatch team for deciding to change this. Don't have a problem with that at all. It's honestly overall a small change agreed, but it goes a long way. You guys rock. How does it go a long way, Brian? That's what I'm trying uh, to understand. Everything else in the statement is all fine and it's subjective. Yeah. My genuine under question is how does this go a long way? What does this do? What does this change? Uh, they're well, they're trying to change people's perceptions, perspectives, the way people think about everyday things. To make it to where anything that limits you in any way, well, certain people in any way, is is just bad. They don't want any limits because the fact that you could say, "Well, you have the uh, you have the right to sleep here and not here," that's what they're mad about. Of course, look at all the other things they're trying to control. <laughs> there was a I saw I saw a meme where, um, you know, it was talking about uh, you know, my body, my choice. Uh, they're having, they were having a, my body, my choice, uh, convention, but, uh, but then they were have, they were going to be che checking for vaccines, yeah, you know, that you had vac your vaccination yeah. status on the way in the door. Yeah. Are you guys stupid? Yes. Uh, I mean, honestly, yes. <laughs> do, you, do you listen? You're worried about this. How about, um, you know, 
there, there are certain places where they don't, they don't allow them to like lock bathrooms and do all these things because of all the drug use happening. You know, is that hateful? I mean, the fact that they have these things that don't allow people to shoot up inside of bath, uh, public restrooms and they have to build them all a certain way so people can't go in there and lock themselves in for drug but use. But Brian, but Brian, but Brian, I mean, but is Brian, that mean? But Brian, but Brian, but Brian, well, Brian, 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 yeah, yeah, Brian. Yes, yes. You're talking about the real world. We're talking about a fucking oh. video game, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're talking about virtual benches in a video game that is in a train station inside of a building Virtual on a single overmatch yes. on a single Overwatch 2 map. That's it. We're not talking about hey. policy. We're not talking about actual things that are we're talking about bullshit. I think that's the yeah. context that I don't understand is this goes a long way. How? How? It it slowly How? changes your your world so that you will look at it someday and say, well, why is there a armrest on the park bench in my city? That's so mean. That's what they're hoping for. I, I mean, maybe I, and here's the thing. If you want to submit feedback to the, oh, we're, I'm all for submitting feedback. If you think oh, yeah. something needs to be changed, then, change it. Sure. Microsoft's and, all welcome to change it if yeah, they feel like it. Sure. And and I don't have a problem. And that's the thing is you know, the, the initial reaction this Brian is, oh, you don't care about feet. No, it's completely the opposite. My question is, if you're going to submit a change or submit feedback, doing, yeah. what exactly are you doing? And you can't tell me, yeah, because I looked at some of the comments on this on this Twitter account and just the amount of um, disconnection from reality that some of these people have is 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 pretty phenomenal to watch when you've got when you've got comments on these posts about, um, quote, People go to video games for an escape. Many of us have gone through slash have had friends or family who have been homeless. We go to video games to escape. Imagine a better world not to be reminded of how shitty it really is. So, so hold why on a did, Why do my video on. game characters have to change their gender? But hold on a second, and that would be my point. If you go to video games for an escape, that has been my point all along. I, yeah, you have ruined my escape with all of your bull. That's I don't, why I, I'm yeah. so frustrated. Personally, I, I don't need a Ukraine flag flying in my game. I don't need to have pride flags and having to explain to my six-year-old what pride is inside of Fortnite. Uh, you know, that shouldn't be something that they, I personally, if it's an escapism, you're doing a lousy job of escaping because you're trying to bring your reality and force it upon everyone else. How about you let escapism happen and quit trying to force things on games? There are plenty of games for every type of topic. And if you don't think there's a game out there that matches the topic that you want said, then make your own game and figure out how to do it. And there's, there's plenty. Believe me, there are plenty. Go to the Pride, the, the Pride sale pages for itch.io and for... Uh, GOG and all these you can see hundreds and hundreds of games that somehow say that they're either linked to Pride or some something with Pride uh, you know there's pages of stuff on Fortnite that you can go buy right now uh, okay so it's it's just I'm it's not escapism there's no escapism because escapism is things like Duke Nukem where things were different than reality they were, they were bringing the extreme in that was different Oh, or Leisure shoot, suit Larry, for goodness sake. No, don't mention that. You know that. what I'm saying? Like, you can't imagine a game like that nowadays. 
because the game was supposed to be silly. It wasn't supposed to be based on reality. It was, you know, the guy who usually ended up losing out and got taken advantage of was Leisure Suit Larry, not the women. <laughs> right? I mean, he was the loser. Uh, so, Except 25 yeah, years just, before you know, his time. <laughs> I, if they're going to pull out the escapism card, they're failing at that. Because I can't seem to escape reality anymore in a video game. Why do you think I play so many less of them? Yeah, I don't need well, to see the news in my video game. Well, yeah, and it's and it's and it's everywhere. I mean, you go back to um, you know, you've got games, you know, that have got Black Lives Matter stuff plastered all over it. There's all which of ended this up being stuff. a giant scam. Well, and, are people are going to face that. Are we going to answer that? No, why no. did? Why were you trying to force me to support a scam? It was a scam. I knew it was a scam from the beginning because I looked at how they're running their company and where the funds were going. And if anyone would have opened their eyes back then, they would have realized, just like you saw, it was a scam too. But see, if yeah, you we were, say, we couldn't escape that reality. But if you had said, like we did at that time, I want to escape real life. I want to escape reality, and I'm going to do it through this video game. They would call you a racist for not supporting Black Lives Matter. So it it just goes back to something very yeah. simple, Brian. Is that in all of this, and unfortunately, that's this what that's this is what this show has turned into because of the inconsistencies. Is they don't there is no level playing field that these people will play on. It, it is yep. it is exclusively the the game field the playing field exclusively exists to manifest and mold itself around whatever their talking point or their agenda is today. Because if for one second you want to tell me that we need to remove, which by the way, I don't care that they removed the separators on the benches. I don't. I care that yeah. you're going to say, well, I'm trying to escape reality. And then when I say that, I'm a bigot or a racist or yeah. this or that. I Rules just, there's the, no consistency. for me. Yeah, of course. Yep. Well, thank God. I feel a lot better yeah. now about playing Overwatch 2. Thank God. I, I'm gonna, I can't wait to buy it. <laughs> Maybe some of the homeless people right. that uh, don't have computers, homes, internet, or anything else will have the opportunity to, to spend $70 on the game. That, that's really equitable and uh, very inclusive as well. Thanks, Blizzard. <laughs> I, I, I uh, had an experience with a homeless person around here when I did my computer consulting company. And I had one come in. And he brought his phone in. Because he had his cell phone that he used, I think it was a BlackBerry, uh, and he wanted to Don't hook it up yourself. to a printer so he could. So he wanted to hook <laughs> it up to a, print to a printer, because he he wanted to watch porn and get nude pictures, mm. and uh, he wanted to print them out. Ah, okay. homeless man he wanted to be able to yes. print out on his printer, uh, pictures uh, of naked mean, women. You mean on your printer. on the government cell phone that he's been given? Thank you, Obama. Um, <laughs> that, that was my experience with the homeless person, and uh, it was kind of creepy. You know, he wanted me to set that all up for him. Well, that's go. not very uh, that's not very equitable of you, Brian. Thanks. I know that was my experience, but uh, so listen, we talked about Ubisoft a little bit ago. I mean, I mentioned them. Um, the Ubisoft CEO, he he uh, was talking about how he had cut three hundred thousand out of his salary because of poor fiscal performance. Well, uh, but good. you know, he took a victory lap, but they have hired women. So that's he's saying that that's a, a benefit, but you know they're doing so poor fiscally that he's having to take a, almost a half a million dollar cut in his pay. But you know what? They have hired women this year, so that doesn't matter about them losing resources. You know, not being able to pay all their so bills. This is this is pretty staggering. They saw a fourteen percent <laughs> drop in operating profits, which is a lot. And you would think, okay, well yeah, that's sales, drop. but that's only five percent in sales. 
Yes. So where Something is the, else. Poor where's the other 9% somewhere. coming from? How could you have poor that man, big of a drop poor in management. profit? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, you well, know, this, this is not where... The... God. I was going to say that, you know, they're saying that this is the best in class governance that they have now. And, they, you know, they had an increase in hiring women in both development and leadership sectors and promises ambitious plans to continue building a more diverse and inclusive organization. You know, because they've been they're trying to get past all the mismanagement, sexual harassment, and racism claims that have happened previously. But, you know, all those changes, those hires that they're doing now, not based on qualifications, uh, are really helping because, you know, that that mysterious drop in profits. I mean, I can't imagine where where that came from now that they're making different choices in how they hire based on whether or not you're a woman or whether you're a minority or what, you know, it should be based on qualifications. And I, when they, when someone says that I had to do, I had to do some training for work and it said, and it, and it said that, you know, if you're even, if you say you were, ba- you're hiring based on qualifications, that that is possibly racist. Correct. Well, what if they quit putting anybody's personal information on a, a business application? With, don't put whether a man, woman, gay, straight, what color you may be. Why put that on there if it's not supposed to have any reflection on whether or not you hire that person? Don't even put names on there. Just have it to where there's purely qualifications. That would be the most fair way to do it. And then let's see, let's see whether or not the hiring changes. I know they want women in development, but you know what? Women, a lot of women don't really want to develop, uh, do software development. It's just, they don't. We, we try to hire women, as many women as possible at my company, and it's just difficult to get uh, as many female developers as they are, ma- as they are male. They just don't have an inter- as much of an interest in it. Well, speaking of employees and things of that nature and hiring, well, it's quite the opposite place over at another company that starts with a U, Brian, and that is Unity. Um, after they've announced that they're yeah. laying off hundreds of employees as they realign their resources. Um, they said that they laid off about 4% of their total workforce, which is a lot, about 200 people yeah. uh, across the world. Um, Unity's total employee count is not necessarily provided, um, but in March of 2022, in a report, they claim they had just shy of 6,000 full-time workers Um and in a statement to PC Gamer, Unity spokesperson said, quote, as part of a continued planning process where we regularly assess our resourcing level, where, where we assess our resourcing levels against our company priorities, we decided to realign some of our resources to better uh, drive focus and support our long term growth. This result in this resulted in some hard decisions that impacted approximately 4% of all Unity workforce. We are grateful for the contributions of those leaving Unity, and we are supporting them through this difficult transition. Um, when they say realigning of resources, um, first of all, 6,000 employees is ridiculous. That is a, that is a, you know, that is a huge company. I mean, like, yeah. I'm tr- like you're talking about a, a an enterprise at 6000 full-time employees that is crazy um yeah i wonder what this has to do is this is this that they are maybe transitioning uh, to realizing that they're not going to compete with unreal and they need to try and compete more and they need to own the mobile game i think they're going to go for the mobile having an impact yeah 
I, I think that, well, I think right now there's, there's a couple things that we have to look at. First of all, the economy is just in the tank. I, that has to make an effect on uh, what people are willing to spend. I said to my wife yesterday, I felt like there would be less fireworks happening, you know, the big fireworks going in the sky because the economy, it, you know, people are choosing between do I want to have meat on the table or do I want to have, you know, big fireworks? And they're going to choose having some food uh, right now. And I think that, that, that there's a big effect and, and whether or not they have enough money to put gas in their tank, you know, to drive somewhere, to drive to work or whatever they need to do. I think that that's one part of it is actually trying to be ahead of it so that you don't lose your company because you didn't plan ahead and, and you didn't plan your resources wisely when maybe they're not going to be making as much money next year and they see it. Um, but also I think all they, they don't currently have a way to compete with Unreal Engine and I think they're going to lose out on the console games and the PC games because if you can, produce, if you can present something and you're going for a realistic game, and you just side-by-side side compare the two, there's not a comparison. But when it comes to the mobile market, they're, they are very uh, competitive against... I think they're you know even better on the mobile market than Unreal is. is. Uh, yeah, so I, I would think say... that, that... But put things towards mobile. That's where their money's going to be. I think they're going to see many less people, many big companies, moving away from Unity when it comes to something that they need high-clarity visuals on. Yeah, and, and again, you know, for a period of time, there was this very close um yeah neck and neck how, with these two. yeah i mean I, I i'm not sure how neck and neck it really was but it was significantly closer than look it at is rust i mean you look at look at yeah, rust and yeah, how I well always that have to remind myself visual, rust. Yeah. visually rust rust does very close to a lot of the because a lot of people the problem is the type of games that are made in unity and so you kind of get that oh that's what unity looks like well rust shows that you can have very good yeah <laughs> performance wise it's not great but you know, it, it's it's something that visually they got a very unique look out of the Unity engine, and so it's capable of it. But if you looked at how much work the Rust uh, development team has had to make to put in the features for the ocean physics and uh, all the visuals and, and the things that they're trying to do with the large open world, where Unreal Engine has said we're going to make big, you know, we're going to make ours very open world friendly. And they, they, they kind of expressed that that's the direction they're going. Well, I think they kind of realized a lot of those companies are going to go that way if they need to pick an engine today. And they're not yeah. probably not going to pick Unity because what has Unity really showed when it comes to their desktop and console version of the engine? What have they really showed lately that stands out? And this, I, Unreal has had a lot more because of uh, these companies putting out these really cool looking games visually. Uh, agreed um so again we don't know exactly what uh department or departments um these individuals were with um but four percent reduction is pretty significant and i'm gonna be honest brian and i don't say this you know in any uh positive way i wouldn't be surprised to see more out of unity yep. Six thousand employees is a lot that is a very high number of employees to have employed full-time um that's that seems like more employees than you probably need. And again, I don't know. I'm just speak. I'm just pulling that out of my ass. But that's a lot of people. <laughs> that is a lot. Well, of employees. And, yeah, and I and I'm I've been looking over that Kotaku because Kotaku did kind of an update article. Supposedly, uh, it's it's more them asking for more information, trying to see what's going on internally in the company. Not really that they have any new information, but they are saying, you know, they did say it's going to be slightly more than 200 people. So uh, that's 
the main update from there. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, do you have a preference on where we go? No, we got a couple minutes left. Uh, what uh, what do you see going on? All right. Well, <laughs> I saw this on PC Gamer, and I just I was kind of surprised. Um, they call it the itch.io's abortion fund bundle because they want to pay for abortions. Nice. Um, why are we having a, why are we having game sales to pay for abortions? I thought I wanted to what escape about, from reality. What about Obamacare? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, you. I wanted to escape from reality, Brian. And now I know I'm being told about abortion funds through video games. Maybe I should put a tweet. Yeah. Out. It's the, yeah. Indie bundle for abortion funds. Yeah. Uh, and so I just, I did things like this. You know, we were talking about escapism. <laughs> why are, why, why do they want me to buy video games to pay for abortions? Why? Cause it's equitable. I mean, if, if you, if you just think of the concept, I saw one today where, I was going through Kotaku and just to see what they were saying about some of these things. And they were talking about how, you know, uh, the founding fathers were very pro-abortion. Oh, and yeah. how Thomas Jefferson, or no, no, no. It, uh, who was it? Not Thomas Jefferson. Uh, the guy with the, with the... Benjamin Franklin? Benjamin Franklin, yes. That he even wrote about how to perform kite? your... Yes. Uh, they were saying that he even you know wrote about how to do your own abortions at home. Um, I just you know it just seems so odd to me. I just I don't remember hearing anything about abortions from the founding fathers. Well, it's, well, it's funny because if you search Constitution or look at our uh, any sort of articles of that were written uh, back in the day, um, you will not find the word abortion in there um, at all. So that's so. And I just was trying to figure out, well, you know, I don't really want to go super deep in the article because I don't, like, I, the founding fathers were not pro-abortion. They didn't write about abortion. They didn't talk about abortion. Um, I just found it's very odd. And then, then, you know, seeing this bundle, it's just like, where in the world are we with the computer gaming industry? This is the culture that they've created online with the computer gaming industry, and you don't think we're going to have some messed up kids in the future you're, with what you're putting, trying to say is normal in their faces? And it's just pretty insane. This is you a know, pretty all crappy deal for ten dollars. I'll say there's nothing on here. Well, but you know, as long as they, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of low quality. I mean, there's a few. I mean, maybe is there any? Is there any? I mean, I don't think AAA, so. Triple I mean, A, but A level games. A level games. I mean, the first game, the the third game on here they've got is called Desktop Goose. I think it walks. Apparently, around. it's a it, yeah. the game is already free. Apparently. Oh, well. And now supports Mac yeah, OS. Yeah, I, so. I mean, this is this is the game. Oh shit. he walks around on your desk it's like it's like what's that old one like if you had paper clip but then you also you also had that big uh purple uh ape <laughs> it would sit on the lower right hand corner and would like talk to you it's like what this is this is this is the third game that's on their list yeah desktop goose he messes with your computer desktop apparently and it's already free 
So I mean, yeah. So, anyways, this this is kind of stuff that now when you go to gaming blogs, this is what you see, and I just it's just very it's it's very sad, and, and the things that they write about and say are important. Uh, and then you turn around and look at what they actually think is important. Uh, you know, I, I, in, in, in the, in the miscript, they don't have any clue what the whole Roe versus Wade thing is even about or what it means for their local states. It doesn't mean that all of, of these games, no abortions. 81 of these games are play in browser games. How can you buy those? Probably because then you, you get a link to their website or something. No, this one is or free. Or maybe it's an SWF file. This is one of the games. But if you download it, what is it? What's the file type? Well, I don't know about downloading it, but I'm playing it in browser. I just got to figure out the oh, controls. It's .gb. What's .gb? Game Boy. GB file Oh, so it's like a Game Boy. So you have to use it with an emulator. Yeah, but, but you can play it in browser. I don't, don't know oh. what the button scheme is. But... It does play in Z browser, apparently. is the A button. X is the B button. Oh, does it say it right there? Enter right, it is start. Okay, hold on. Let me refresh this then. Run game. So is this a dating simulator for robots? No, this is a bowling game. No, go to the bottom one. There's three games in one. Uh, well, hold on. I want to play this one a. first. Ghost Slicer and bowling. I want to play this one first. Hold on. Let's see. Does it have sound? You're supposed oh, to... Go. Yeah. Yeah, oh right. yeah, it's got music. You're supposed to. You're supposed to hit. Oh, you missed. There, I don't know on what the I'm supposed dark to do. spot. Oh. You're supposed to have it land on the dark spot. Right. Are you getting it? I. I'm trying. There's a. There's. There seems like there's a significant amount of delay. All right, let's try the oh. other one. Um. Okay, yeah. See if you can go to the go to the bottom one. Big. Yeah, big date, date a. a. I think it's a robot dating simulator. Can I zoom in on this. There you go. So you can look at robot profiles and pick which ones you want to date. But this one doesn't do anything. Start. Well, Z, X, or that's Z and X and enter. Okay, there we go. Press A to like. Oh, okay. So it sounds like this is uh, this is like a dating app. Yeah, All you right. got to figure out if they're humans or not. You got to filter out okay. the humans. All right, I'm ready. Um, new match. Uh, well, no, you got to no. say, are they like or human? The, the right side. Oh, that's like, the person. Sides, that's who you're voting on. No, oh, that's the, that's the robot. Yeah, that's a human. No. Oh, there's. Oh, yeah. You don't want those. Mm, that's a tough one. I think yeah. that's a human. Uh, that's I don't a know, robot. That's... Ah, damn it. Oh no, the eyes. That's an animal. Is that supposed to be human? Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, you gotta be. You match one robot. So that's the there you go. That's the, that's the current game right. they're selling for abortions. All right. Anyway, it's been, that, it, it's it's uh it's been a minute since we've played a game on the air. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so that don't that, if, so don't if you're, tempt uh, me because I'll sit here for the next six and a half hours and we'll just look at all of these. Oh, there's a fishing game playing the abortion games. Is yeah. We're do. yeah. There's a couple. Here, look at the, oh, there's a, Another one I'm playing. Here, look at this one. It's a fish, some sort of fishing game, Brian. Press oh, yeah. I like fishing games sometimes. Okay, I pressed enter. Z and X steer. Yeah, but I pressed The arrow keys right hook, and then the space will release it. There you go. Oh. oh. 
Oh, I don't. I guess I'm not oh, supposed you're... to. <laughs> <laughs> That's that big thing. <laughs> All right. There you go. So I don't. Oh, yeah, you gotta touch avoid that. that big. You don't want to touch that the sun in the water. Ooh. Oh. Oh. There's the fish. You got this. No, shoot. Oh. Oh, and then I got fireballs. <laughs> got to move. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Brian, where can people find you? Uh, where can people find? Wait, wait. I, well, I have one more okay, thing. I, sorry, I have okay, one more thing. Right, okay. So the FCC commissioner has told Google and Apple that they need to pull TikTok from their app stores because Chinese-owned social media platform has been handing over U.S. citizens' data to Beijing. I, I can't imagine. Uh, I didn't know anything about this possibly happening in the past. It's not like we have. I mean, I felt like, like I should have been informed. I, I felt like if I would have known that TikTok was selling my data. To no, China, not selling it to China. They are China. Well, they are China. <laughs> yeah, there's no selling um, going on. And I don't remember people if they want to have a little bit of remembrance. This was one of the things that was about to take effect right before the election. Yes, it was. And uh, and then uh, and then when Biden came in, it fell through the cracks. And now they're realizing, oh, it only took him a little while of letting you know his citizens' uh, database was stolen. You know, even though they knew this was a reality, but. It, this is Gizmodo writing about this, mm. um, you know, not being very attacking of the commissioner or anything like that. But I remember when Trump said it, that uh, Gizmodo and Kotaku and all these people hated the idea. And oh, it was xenophobic, so racist and xenophobic to be able to uh, to be able to say that China was trying to steal people's information and, you know, to encourage kids to do things that were actually pretty dangerous through an app. Um. Anyways, I thought I would bring it up, you know, in case people didn't remember the couple years ago when this was a big deal and then nothing happened with it because, you know, it was hateful. And now, oh, it's okay. We can go ahead and get rid of them now because uh, a Democrat's saying it. So, anyways. Great. If you want to, is there anything else? I just, no. not really anything else to say. Just a little hypocrisy here. I'd oh, you know, it's point not, it out it, once in a while. But, 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 it, but it's... It's it's greater than that, Brian, because not only not as this isn't some stupid hypocrisy about some stupid park bench in a in a fake video game like Overwatch. You're talking about something that's got yeah. serious real world ramifications like our arguably our biggest adversary in China having mined millions, hundreds of millions of of gigabytes, if not petabytes of data on U.S. citizens to do God knows whatever they want with. I mean, you're talking about something that's got some very serious ramifications. But, you know, God yep. forbid. And so the FC, FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr said it has a bliss, in a blistering letter Wednesday that the Chinese company has proved it can't be trusted with the information users give it. Oh, wow, really? It should be bundled up and tossed out the airlock. That oh, sounds very China, China's untrustworthy. Interesting. Gotcha. can't imagine that. I mean, they're yeah. finally coming around. Uh, so anyways, if you want to find me, at Brian Aldridge, Brian Aldridge on Gab, Parlor, Getter, Truth Social, or Boise Computer on Twitter. Um, you can check out my blog, biteoftech.com. And, of course, if you go to our website, infectionpodcast.com, make sure you join our server on Discord because we've got ARC servers there. We've got a politics channel. We have a news channel. Maybe there's a topic that you think we should be covering that we're not. Uh, or maybe you want to have some in, uh, input into the next episode. Go ahead and leave a link in the uh, news channel. We'll, we'll review that for the live show. Um, if you want to watch the live show, you can do that through Twitch, YouTube, BitChute, and DLive. Or you can go to the uploaded after the fact version on our podcast. And if you are going to be doing that, we will have 
show notes uploaded for that particular episode where you can follow along with videos and articles and everything that we referenced throughout that particular episode. You'll have access to it with a nice little video and audio player on that page. Um, so appreciate if you want to uh, show your appreciation, you can do that through the support tab up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support where we appreciate all the support that people do give us. So, Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, greatly appreciated the, the support from everybody as always. All right, Brian. Yeah. Well, um, I guess uh, I I guess we'll do it again next week. I, I guess is all I can say. I'm at a lot. Our last couple of stories have really left me at a. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't like. It really left me at a loss depression. of words. It's not depression. It's just a. You know, every once in a while you see something and you're like, "Huh, how do I process what I just saw?" That's kind of how I yeah. feel after our last couple of stories. Well, so uh, Brian, thank I you very remember much. all the articles that we read at that oh, time yeah. about the exact oh, same topic, and they were yeah, very, yeah. framed very differently. Of so. course, of course. Now it's a great thing. Don't worry, kids. China's your best friend. All right, Brian. Thank you very much. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Um, see you, next you can week. be my you can be my best friend by heading on over to nickcraig.com and downloading the uh, Wilmington's Morning News podcast. You'll find uh, live local uh, news and talk about uh, ongoings in the state of North Carolina. Also, some national news peppered in there as well. You can check that out over at nickcraig.com. If you missed any portion of this program, maybe you want to watch that video of the uh, Xbox Game Pass on a Samsung Smart TV. Head on over to our website, infectionpodcast.com, where you can check out show notes, videos, links, all of that fun stuff. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.